A few years ago, Steve Faircow's lungs were failing. I don't think I had more than a couple weeks to live. That's when Steve received a lung transplant made possible by an organ donor. Now Steve can do things he never imagined, like climbing 94 floors to the top of a skyscraper. I never knew that breathing could feel this good. It's an incredible gift. What could you make possible as an organ, eye, and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. For more than 140 years, American Humane has been working to protect and make the world a kinder place for animals. You can help too. Visit AmericanHumane.org for simple ways to build a more compassionate world for all of us. Listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Okay, I got to pop myself up this morning. Holly Holliver. <laughs> what's going on, Don Miller? And if I come in here and don't scream, they're going to be like, what's wrong with him? He He's soft. <laughs> he became soft the other day. Hell no, we won't go. Hell no, we won't go. LP, above ground can't complain. Hey, what up, Stephanie? What's going on, y'all? Man, bring it on in, y'all. Don Miller Show, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Florida Man Radio. New change coming up on March 4th. March 4th, that's next Monday. Florida Man Radio, the signal in Central Florida shifts to 103.1 FM. And the Don Miller Show goes another two hours from 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. 2 p.m., followed by Shannon Burke from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m., uh, Eastern Time right here on Florida Man Radio. So we're excited about the new change starting next week. The Don Miller Show, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And Shannon Burke comes right up at 2 p.m. Uh, all the way to 6 p.m. on Florida Man Radio. But if you're listening in your car, Central Florida on the radio, wherever, 103.1 FM is the new signal. Pretty broad signal. Uh, I think we just went, they let, let us come they Call up. it a blowtorch. Yeah, we on the second floor now, guys. Uh, we, we on the second floor. They can see us and hear us. Uh, right here on Florida Man Radio. Moving on up. Moving on up. So listen, um, so to the to the lady who stopped me the other day, thank you so much. I really mean this. Uh, and said she's been listening to the show every day, and we really haven't spent much time on Black History Month, right? And I said to myself, no, I haven't. But I also said to myself, Holly, Every month's Black History uh, Month. Facts. Right? Every month is Black History Month. Okay? Everyone. And 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 I get it. I understand the celebration. I love and respect the great work of Carter G. Woodson uh, with the concept of Black History Week starting out and his great writings, of course, my favorite of all time, uh, the miseducation of the black Negro. So so I appreciate the concept of a month to acknowledge what black people have done in this country. I love it. Some great things have, but, but what, what I believe is I don't like Hispanic history month. I don't like nobody history month. It's divisive. Okay. I don't like nobody's history month. Right. How about we have an environment conducive to everybody sharing each other's history because everybody knows somebody who looked like somebody else. Yeah. The problem is the split is so great. So anyway, so yeah, so I, don't, I really don't get into it, ma'am. She said they had a dinner uh, at her at her job and the yeah. black people brought in cultural dishes. I think that's damn ridiculous. You know, they didn't let the black people to bring in the cultural dishes. I don't want no Spanish food at my job. 
Okay, unless I order it. Okay, no, for real. Wow. You follow me. I don't hey. want. No, I don't want no Empanadas black people. I don't want no black people bringing no food to my job. I like burritos. Unless I order it, I, you, I request it, and we're okay. I just think this doing a lot. So no, ma'am, that's why I don't do it. But Ray Ray is bringing us some food today. Ray Ray, do not be discouraged by what I just said. Oh my God, okay? Ray Ray's food is awesome. <laughs> okay, man. do not be discouraged. I'm making a point. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he didn't turn around, or he already turned. Yeah, around. I'm wondering what the point is or not, because I'm like, gonna, they gonna miss out Ray on the Ray, food. Come, come on back, Ray. Anyway, the point is, I just think sometimes. So, ma'am, uh, I'm gonna tell you something today, and I want Holly to do so as well. Uh, uh, LP, of course, you're kind of young. Yeah. I'm going to tell you my single greatest moment or what I felt uh, that makes me think of Black History Month, okay? Holly, you could think about it for a minute because okay. when you grew up the way we grew up, I, 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 think, I think I'm seeing things like, like everybody makes mistakes. There's, somebody's going to make a mistake somewhere. But I think to celebrate history... The way I'm seeing it celebrated, I just got asked to come as a moderator, MC, uh, uh, just this weekend, Holly, in uh, Edenville, uh -huh. Florida, right? The Edenville Chamber of Commerce had an event for Black History Month. Okay. And, and she did a wonderful job. Miss Jordan, you did a great job. Thank you so much. You can call me again anytime. But I'm trying to understand... I'm at a Black History Month event, and, and they're two young ladies, beautiful young ladies, but they're rappers. Yeah. I don't want to hear that rap at the Black History Month event. I, I don't. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear not spoken word, yeah. but broken word. Because every time somebody telling you a story in their spoken word, they're talking about some trauma they face. So they had spoken yeah. word, they had rap. I want to get a story from someone who's been in this environment over some time and, and can give me some context on how we move forward with this conversation. I don't want to hear no rap. I don't want to hear a, a broken word because everybody's doing it is broken. And, and let me just say something. Trauma does not make you stronger, young ladies and gentlemen. Trauma makes you traumatized. <laughs> you follow me? Stay with me, Holly. Stay with me, Holly. Stay with me, right? Oh, trauma, wow. trauma don't make you stronger. Trauma makes you traumatized. And what you seek after acknowledgement of being traumatized makes you stronger. So, okay, so yeah, yeah. you follow me? Yeah. Huh? Me. Huh? Here, Stay yeah. with me, young fella. I'm here with trauma you. makes you traumatized. Yeah. And, I, and I'm hearing these young people at the spoken word. Just stay with me. I'm going somewhere. This spoken word event, Holly. And she was, I don't want to hear that. Where are the people that can take me back down memory road yeah. with some conversation? Where are the people that can tell me what's coming around the corner the for, for the next generation of, of the poor and the downtrodden people of color in this country, right? Yeah, hope. So stop it. So anyway, that's why I don't do it, ma'am. But I'm going to tell you the single most inspirational moment I've ever think personally. And I love Dr. King. I've read most of his work. I love his speeches. But there was a speech made... Some years ago, Holly, and mm -hmm. this is, and just do me a favor. If you don't want to hear this, turn the radio off, then come back in a few minutes. But there's a speech that I heard some, some, some years ago, right? In 1987, that made me want to be that guy and do, be better, go harder, continue to expose myself and believe in myself and pull away from trauma. 
And so for those who wonder why I hadn't done anything for black history, give me a minute. Just think about what this is, what's being said. Take the context of the individual way and move it down the street. But listen to the words that changed my life for real in this speech. Let me tell y'all something. That is the single most, one of the most brilliant speeches of all time. It is the 1987 speech, Jesse Jackson, at the Democratic Convention seeking the nomination for president. Mm. And the story is so eloquently told uh, by a young guy coming out of Greenville, South Carolina, didn't know his daddy, didn't know, it just a single mama who was 15, whose mama was 15 when she had her, right? Just the struggle of a Jim Crow era family from the South, South, the deep South, to a man who actually ran for president for real. We see a lot of these people, right, guys, jumping in the race. Ben Carson and many of these other people jumping in the race. These people aren't running for president for real. In 1988 and 84, Jesse Jackson ran for president for real. And he had a gigantic following. And there were so many white people in this country embraced him and loved him and supported him and marched with him and stood with him as he ran for the Democratic nomination. It was pretty close, if you recall. And the white people were just as supportive and with him as any race in America. There were people thumbs up in this whole thing down the stretch. I know for a fact I was there. And now we move to a point where the level of division is just absolutely frightening, guys. It's frightening. So that speech made me really look at America differently. When I looked around that room and there were so many people who didn't look like me crying at a speech given by a black guy who grew up poor and there was thumb and thumbs up his support and would be okay with him being the president. So I just want to say when I so when, so when we got to the Obama presidency, that was I wasn't even I had already been there for real, right? I had already been to the cusp of a guy who I think loved this country still to this day, Jesse Jackson. He's a man. He made some serious mistakes. 
please can't, don't discount that. But I'm saying that was the most inspiring moment in my life as a black man. Mm. I heard all the King speeches, but I was a child, didn't know that. To sit there and hear this guy's story and the way he laid it out. And to look around that room and saw no prejudice, no racism in that room. Gigantic ass stadium, I'll never forget. No racism was in that room as far as I'm concerned. Because everybody was there to cheer this guy on for president of the United States. They didn't care how he looked that day. And that's the America that I saw that made me want to gravitate to different boxes and stop being judgmental and wondering how those people think and not going over there to find out. Bring your asses, bring your asses. Go talk to people. Sit down with that white guy when you walk in that bar and there's a chair next to him, black guy. White guy, get your ass over there and sit with those brothers. Hey, can I join you? What happened to that? Me and Holly have a place that we go to that that still exists. But it's not a lot of those places. And I just want to get back to that. You know, hey, can I join you? What's your name? I'm Don. I want to see the white guy do the same thing. Hey, how you doing? Boom. And I want people to understand that we, we talk about people's, what's, we talk about their issues from the outside and don't know what's going on. Get over there, see, talk to the people, get to know them. Thank you so much, everybody. I just wanted to come out again. So I don't really, the black history thing to me is great, yay. Uh, but I want to come on this microphone every day and, 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 and talk about black history. And I want to give y'all insight into what's going on over here. So the perception of what's going on over here is totally misconstrued. If you live in Bonifay, Florida, and you don't know what's happening, you're seeing what's going on over here with us yeah. through a medium that don't even like us or you, quite frankly. A medium that's going to navigate you. You're seeing what's happening over here through a television, which is the worst thing you could see. Go, make, go find somebody. Go make a friend. Go talk to somebody not like you. So anyway, that was my moment in black history. Go ahead, Rosie. Hello? Yeah. Hey. Oh, okay. I'm back. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, you wasn't in? <laughs> Bro, I've been gone. Okay. Oh, yeah, really? I'm back. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of missed your conversation. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you leave? No, it just it went out. Oh, but damn. I'm sorry, man. Anyway, we got to yeah. fix this, man. So, anyway, that's what's going on. Um, I want to touch on. Can you, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Yes. Okay, Stedman, did you see what happened in the Fannie Willis case yesterday, real quick? I did not. Breaking news, Holly. Uh, Nathan Wade's former law partner was summoned to the judge's office, uh, and the judge had to ask him questions, right? So mm -hmm. he made the guy who testified already in the hearing, made the guy come into his office because they think that the guy messed up on the lawyer-client privilege, Yeah, and they're getting ready to go back and say, well, you killed that when you said this. Yeah, he, he, he initiated the whole uh, investigation mm -hmm. and brought it to Trump's attention. Right, so, so, so the guy went into the judge yesterday, and all of a sudden tomorrow the judge is making him come back on the stand. That is unheard of. Nobody's ever seen anything like that. Wow. Uh, but, but he took on lawyer-client privilege as to why he couldn't answer questions, Stedman, remember? And now the, yeah. the judge is like, hey, dude, you slipped up. Mm. You should. You said when you told us this, you violated the, the ability to take that moment. Would you concur? Is that what we're saying? Yeah. So the judge said, hey, man, come here, let me holler at you. And he went in yesterday, and now the judge is putting him back on the stand in the Fannie Willis case. Mm. 
Okay, so that's going to be interesting because they already have the phone records uh, that the judge has not acknowledged if he's going to let in, maybe Friday for sure. Uh, it's just a mess, man. I just wish he would wow. just. I wish he would just step down. And now Judge Joe Brown uh, came out the other day and just scours, scoils. Oh, not Judge. Oh, uh, he killed her so bad, dude. Uh-huh. But he broke mm-hmm. it down legally, and it's just he said just so embarrassing, and it is embarrassing. Uh, but I just wish he would go get out of his thing because it's going to end up really bad for uh, because they. It's just uh, so anyway. Uh, that's what uh, uh, that's what that thing will do for you, Holly. It'll drive you crazy, won't it? I just I, I don't understand why they're where they are with this. I mean, because it could have she could have just walked away and just let it go. Yeah. And then and let it let it be. Somebody but, somebody told her she can't do it. Oh God! Somebody, somebody told Fanny you you can't walk away from this. And the reason is there's no other county in that area that can take on a case like this. Mm. There's no jurisdiction. <clears throat> So this thing goes away, goes away. And so, uh, yeah, they told her, look, we already offered to get you a deal. Take this deal and sit here until we tell you you can go. And I think Fanny, Fanny's an idiot, and Fanny got caught up. And, you know, you work hard, young lady, to get to this point. You go to law school. You try to do the right thing for a long-ass time. And you arrive at such point where, where this happens to you. And you have young, they have a program for young women who want to be lawyers in that up there in Atlanta. They have them in a lot of cities and they bring people like this lady in to talk to the young girls. I know this for a fact. And now the same young girls who she probably talked to in 10 or 15 locations who have been following her career, who were like, wow, she gets to prosecute Trump. I want to be a lawyer are now saying Damn. <laughs> no, for real. And it's coming to me from a young person yeah. who f- has been following this lady's career, who's a law student at Florida Agriculture and Mechanical Law School in Orlando. This young lady that wanted to be a lawyer and was a gigantic fan of, of Fannie Willis. And she said to me, she said, Mr. Don, this is so embarrassing. I don't know if I ever want to do what I, I think I'm doing because I wanted to run for office. And, and, and I'm like, this is what I tell all those candidates. When you run it for office, clean your house thoroughly mm-hmm. and then go back over your house, right? Two more times. Because if there's anything out there, opposition research going to get it, Holly. You know? Sweep around. Yeah. Front door. You know? So sweep around, man. I just It's just unfortunate. I look, I'm looking at it and I'm like, damn, young lady. You know, damn. But again, there are other young ladies who follow the, the history of Fannie Willis. She's a historical figure now. This is why I say all these people who want to be famous and historical figures. There's a lot comes with that responsibility, you know? Yeah, not to mention um, to think that you want to be a lawyer and you see a lawyer perjure himself on the um, stand as well as admit to. Again, 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 there's there's three factors here that that I'm looking at, okay? the, The factor is one, and I know people say what you want to say, right? People have relationships and sneak around all the time, okay? Mm-hmm. It ain't cool at any level, okay? Who, who kept, it ain't cool if you're married and you're sneaking around. They go for me and anybody else. But we fight through things, right? And we look, give people a second chance, right? Who among us, right? Now listen to this, though. So take that out of there. Okay. 
the fact that you swore to hold yourself in high integrity, the fact that you really, what killed it for me is storming in the courtroom being a radish kind of ghetto-ish hood rat figure. Yeah, they, they call him No, hood let rat. me just say this, right? That she was kind of a ghetto-ish figure to me. She wasn't the young lady that went to Howard University and Emory Law School, and she it was a ghettoish figure. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if you see this chick in the club, turn around because she got that look. Like, yeah. So that was crushing to me in the whole thing. How does a ghettoish figure get to that point, Rosie? I don't know. And nobody noticed. <sighs> oh. <laughs> Let's go to break. Let me get my mind right. I'll be wow. back in a moment on the Don Mills Show. It's just a big dysfunctional family. Bubba the Love Spot, the Don Miller Show, Bill O'Reilly, Dan Bongino, Shannon Burke, and Jesse Kelly. Usually just going one step too far. Yup. Florida Man Radio. Contribute to the madness by clicking the open mic button in the free Florida Man Radio app. That woman beat the brakes off of me. I never disrespected my mother after that, ever. Wait a minute. So you're saying if we hold these parents accountable and that it's going to suddenly prevent them from doing it, these kids are going to look at it as, man, mom and dad are going to take the fall with me. Mother would spank harder than dad did. That learned us real quick. What happened to the times where your parent look at you and you straighten up? Leave your open mic now with the Florida Man Radio app. I'll be honest. The first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was... Excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend. Some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help up to someone was a big step for me. I I saw that I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash women veterans. As a combat wounded veteran, I know how hard it is to come home and build a meaningful life. I'm LaToya Lucas, and I'm a veteran. When I was in Iraq, our vehicle was hit. A rocket propelled grenade exploded right under my seat. Traumatic brain injury, a fractured pelvis, severe burns. They didn't think I was going to make it. I had to learn to live with the scars, both visible and invisible. DAV helps veterans like LaToya get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. With DAV on my side, I was able to pursue my dreams. If my story can touch a heart, it can change a life. My victory is overcoming my wounds so I can help other veterans. LaToya Lucas, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you going to do? 
You're gonna go grocery shopping. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. You gotta dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. No, you won't. Because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Donellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Don Miller on the radio. Florida Man Radio. Yeah, he's back. He don't know his daddy. Stepping into the song up at all. He's just sitting over there just trying to. I got wasted because I didn't want like to do it myself tonight. My thoughts get drowned until I feel alright. And I keep drinking till I'm someone I don't recognize. I got wasted. I got wasted because I didn't want to deal with myself tonight. My thoughts get drowned until I feel alright. I keep drinking till I'm someone I don't Thanks so much, everybody. That's Dax. Dear Alcohol, turn it up a little bit. Thank you so much, everybody. Dear Alcohol, go check out Dax, D-A-X. Uh, really good uh, entertainer, former basketball player, uh, Canadian-born, uh, just really good. And in the lyrical... Yes. The lyrics of this guy is just something that makes you sit back in your chair. Uh, really heavy on the conversation around mental illness mm. uh, and man stuff. And so, look, go check out Dax, D-A-X. And uh, I just, messaging is just so gigantic for me. So let's get back to messaging. So the goofball CEO, Gary Pilnick, uh, Kellogg's, uh, is pushing um, cereal for dinner and... I, and I understand, and, and he's not saying when people are struggling. He says when they're under pressure, uh, which means that they're struggling. And uh, So uh, let me ask you a question, Holly. Ready? Holly there? Okay. Is Holly there? Okay, so we're having some technical difficulties. Yep. We're real right, here. We're getting back. Hold on. Um, let me just say this, right? One of the most expensive items in the grocery store is milk, okay? That's what I hear, yeah. okay? Uh, and so you're saying that eating cereal for dinner is good when you are in a crunch, but one of the most expensive items in the entire grocery store is milk. Is milk. So what is this really about? Um, you know, I, I, have, I, I used to be a big cereal guy when I was really young. Um, but I can't even drink milk, so I can't eat cereal for dinner, Mr. Smartass Guy. <laughs> and what about all of us who have lactose issues, Mr. Smartass CEO, who's pushing cereal for dinner? 
So you're going down to cereals, $2.19, and the milk is $13, Stedman. <laughs> Come on. One of the most expensive items you can go and get from the grocery store, Stedman, is milk. What we going what you eat your cereal with? Maybe y'all white people know something that we don't know because I like No, the, there's there, there's no white milk. magic on this one. Yeah, milk. We gotta keep it white. It's milk. Milk. I mean you could put water. Oh, okay. Now you're finna go to poor black guy on Paramore again. <laughs> it's gonna say what is this Friday? Yeah, yeah, but when I was young, my mama it's had water. nine kids. And, and water, I mean it sweetens the water, you know. Again, uh this is ridiculous. It is it's disingenuous at the least. You're just trying to push cereal. You don't talk about people struggling to eat cereal for dinner. But again, it's like these people that keep coming out here just saying whatever they want to say to the dummies of us. Like, God, oh, don't worry about it. Eat cereal. You'll be fine. What are we going to pour on it? You got some kind of special deals on milk that Kellogg is giving out coupons. If you buy the cereal, get the milk free. The cereal ain't the problem. The milk is crazy expensive. Yeah. Drop me an open mic on this, man. Uh, it's just, it's like constantly, it's like, ah, oh, we're going to get you goofballs again with something else. But Eat, it, huh? it also shows that they're, they're so far disconnected from the regular people. Like me. That's yeah. what it shows. Yeah. It shows that y'all disconnected. I done ate cereal for milk. After I looked in the fridge there, it wasn't nothing else in that bitch. I was like, damn, you know, ain't nothing in this that. bitch. Buy some cereal. But you had you had a choice you didn't have a choice then. But you gotta listen. Yeah. If if you go to the grocery store, yeah, and you ain't got thirteen to seventeen dollars. Listen to me. All right, let's be depending on where you're at. Twelve to thirteen dollars for show. Sure. You can't get no cereal milk. I mean Holly. Yeah. Well, well, how much is milk, Holly? How much is milk? Milk is like five. Milk like five dollars a gallon. Mm -hmm. Cereal is three sixty nine. Oh yeah, four, well, four dollars. Yeah, you talking five dollars easy? Yeah, really. right. Yeah, so that's nine dollars right there. You, 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 it's what it is. Man, it is what it so is. Some, one of our listeners, goofball listener, I love him to death. Uh, he just sent me a message say Carnation Milk. A dollar for a single and four thirty-two for an eight-pack. Don't nobody put no damn carnation milk on no cereal, sir. Man, what the milk? Yeah, that's the evaporated milk. No, well, that it is, but dude, it, that's evaporated milk, right? Ain't nobody yeah. putting that on no cereal. And, and let's not even get into the quality of the cereal you're buying. Yeah, it's think all about sugary it. crap. No, yeah. but no, stop it, Stephanie. You ate cereal too. Ain't it amazing? Everything becomes it. sugary crap when you can't digest it right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, I used to love God. milk till I couldn't digest it right, and then milk became garbage to me. Like oh my, what no damn. Crap. <laughs> Uh, okay. I love milk. Yeah. I love milk. You still can drink but I, milk? But I, yeah, but I can stay home. <laughs> but I do. I mean, I can still do milk. But yeah, you know, it depends on certain days. Put, certain days it's, it work with me. Some days it milk don't work friend, with me. Huh? Yeah, you don't put that yeah. music. That no, but but you know what's amazing to me is just this ain't a cheap date, Mister CEO Kellogg's. This ain't a cheap date. He yeah. talking about this like it's a cheap date, Holly. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, go on over there and you don't need much money to, eat, to have cereal for dinner. Do you remember well, the Mr. T cereal? Mr. T, yeah. Huh? Yeah, I remember Mr. T cereal. It was pretty really, good too. yeah, but it was kind of like uh, corn pops. Yeah, yeah, with, with 
That's all he said. It's Mr. cool. Mr. T. Lawrence T. Rowe, my friend, man. He's still around, guys. He's doing well. Uh, oh, man, Lawrence T. Rowe, great, great guy. Just the worst actor in the history of acting. Uh, you know no bad actor. But just a great-ass dude uh, to, to just watch him uh, starting as a bouncer. At a yeah, club I remember in the Chicago. first time I saw him on that bouncer contest yeah, on eight yeah. on a- ABC. Mm-hmm. Wait, he started yeah. off contest at a place in Chicago called Dingbats, I think it was, and he was a bouncer there. And uh, some people from California in town, and they saw him, and and it went from there. Lawrence T. Rowe played football in Chicago high school. And just a very interesting guy. Did he always have the mohawk? Uh, yes, he okay. always had the mohawk. I, he had the yes. mohawk and the earrings as long as I can remember. And I first probably saw him for, in person in the early, mid-80s when I was able to go to the club. And, uh, yeah, he was always, yeah, yep. And that big-ass gold tooth, as he got older, somehow he, he, they convinced him to get rid of that big-old-ass gold tooth. He had a giant gold tooth. <laughs> Wow, you hear me say tooth? Oh, wow. Yeah, Y'all got to get off my boy Lars now. Yeah, some of the greatest lines in Rocky Three, though. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, he was good. And, and for, for, a, for a black man in that era, in 84, to have a cereal, you know what I mean? Y'all don't even understand how gigantic that was. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. tell you, ET had a cereal for a black man, did? <laughs> oh wow! You remember the ET cereal? Oh <laughs> wow! I remember T's better though. Bone home. Uh, uh, ET had a cereal, man. <laughs> you yeah, know that's a hell of a thing when they get a cereal <laughs> for a alien before they get uh, to a black man. <laughs> wow! Uh, Don Miller, had a Don Miller may be the pettiest person I know. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. And you're not petty. You just real. You you kind of truthful about some things like that. That's very truthful. That was very truthful. Now, ET brings you new ET cereal made with ET's favorite flavors: chocolate and real peanut butter, shaped like these big teas. How they know what ET eat? Because ET was sponsored by Reese's Pieces. So it was. So it was. ET cereal, guys. So they just assumed. That was good. I never had ET cereal. I was always. I've never eaten it either. I was always a Cheerios guy. Then they messed them up when they started putting all that sugar on the Cheerios. I was always Frosted you know. Flakes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I, yeah, yeah. I was a, I was a sugar smack kind of dude. Like oh. sugar smacks was good back in the day. No, you know what, Holly? Sugar smack. Think about this: the milk after eating sugar smacks was always the best milk of all time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, well, I couldn't eat it because I didn't like that stuff being floating around in there. So <laughs> I, I was like, but it was good milk. Part, yeah, it was, but I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. I had to push myself to eat that part. Wow. Yeah, I had I had my issues with that. You did with, with that, but then I had issues with uh, frosted, but uh, cornflakes. I mean, not cornflakes, but uh, uh, Captain Crunch. Why? 
Yeah, because it had that film like over the top of it, over yeah. the over the, and that would kind of if I didn't if I didn't eat it right away, it was too late. So mm. sugar smacks was Kellogg's. It, all of, Kellogg's was pretty much everything back then. Yeah, yeah, they just every week they'd come up with a different cereal, just because they knew that. Those board meetings had to be fun. Uh, yeah, well, that's that hustle right there. No, it's just you know it was that that was it. And it's interesting, but for the CEO to come now and tell people if you're struggling, just stop struggling. Just cut out the struggling conversation and go and get some cereal, man. Kiss my ass, Mr. Sir. Uh, let's check out some open mics. <laughs> Wasn't uh, Kamala the border czar there, right? And she was supposed to go find out what the source of the immigration was and how to you know, fix that. Yeah, she missed that water thing, that's for sure. Hey, good morning, good morning. Awesome from Tampa. Great show so far, guys. Hey, speaking about these immigrants, so my wife's Colombian, so she's going through the process properly right now. I think we should set up all the immigrants, send them to one state, then a one couple big cities. Like, just give them a whole state. And then once we get them all in that one state, we block off the state and start shipping them back where they came from. Just get them all. Uh, you, are, you are racist. Like a trap. Oh, wow. so racist. Put I them all in Idaho. Put them all in the state. You said the Chick-fil-A sandwich is delicious, but you mentioned a while back that you're not too fond of Chick-fil-A. Talking about Chick-fil-A makes you want to go to Chick-fil-A. I haven't been to Chick-fil-A in a while. Who said something about Chick-fil-A? I don't know. I, I think we talked about uh, how it's not real chicken. Yeah, it's not real. There might chicken, be a sponsor. Yeah. 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 LP. I just wanted to tell y'all guys how proud I am of y'all for owning up to the fact that y'all are changing y'all's frequency down there in Orlando. Over my years, every radio station that I have ever listened to, whenever they break down or sell or something, they never let anybody know what's happening or what their new frequency is. Y'all own up to it. Y'all good Y'all good. Take care of yourself. <laughs> Can I, I like tell you, you something? That is actually, I'm going to say this. And Sparky, I love you, baby boy. You know, you, you family. That dude right there, man, is my favorite caller to the Don Miller show. That was Pat from Fro Roller right there. And Pat, this is why I say this all the time, right? Black people and white people who come from the bottom I was talking about this yesterday to a friend of mine about the time I spent up in Appalachia and I saw no racism because the commonality between blacks and whites was poor, right? And they all got along and I saw none of that, right? Now, some heavy drug use, of course, but that is in any poor environment. But Paul, but, but, but from Florilla, what's his name again, my friend? Pat. Pat from Florilla just said, y'all's and I guarantee you, most people, most people, Holly, wouldn't know what Pat meant. Uh, oh, but me and Holly do. Because yeah, we absolutely. use y'all's in a sentence. Yeah. Yes yeah, or no? Stedman, do that you? Can so you? Funny. Can I? Sure. Use y'all's in a sentence. Y'all's is crazy. No. Damn. No. Y'all's is hungry? No. Mm. Whose food is that? Y'all's? <laughs> ah, you follow uh -huh. me? So he said, well, y'all changed y'all's signal. Yeah. Oh. I knew what he was saying. I got I got You're it. all. Right? Oh. I love it. My grandma used y'all's. She used it all the time. See, I'm from uh, If y'all don't get y'all y'all's out of them people's yard. <laughs> See, we say yins. Y'all's asses. 
Right, Holly? Oh, Man, wow. Man, Pat from Flow Real Estate. Y'all, just, I love that. That's a... I, that's that, a, yeah, yeah, I love that. That's Thank, neighborhood. That, that's that's way neighborhood. neighborhood, man. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate your show so much. Um, so anyway, yeah, if you want to eat cereal for dinner, don't be uh, discouraged by what I'm saying. Uh, but I ate cereal for dinner when I had nothing else to eat. Mm. And I'm going to see, I hear people talk about how poor they was. I'm going to give a poor test right now on the Don Miller Show. Mm. Stedman. Yes. You growing up. Yes. You make a giant pitcher of Kool-Aid, mm-hmm. and you realize ain't no sugar in the house. What you do? We used to just drink it without sugar sometimes. Mm-hmm. What you do, LP? I'll pour it in the water, and hopefully I don't get caught. Okay, what you do? I don't know what the hell you just said. Holly, what you do? Huh? We ain't do nothing. That. You just say that till you got some sugar. You say it till you get some sugar. Yes. That's the answer. What are you talking yeah. about? We just drank it. No, it's too bitter, no. okay? I don't no, know what you, you talking about. Holly, you put it in the refrigerator till yep, you get some sugar. Because you eventually going to get some sugar, okay? Yep. <laughs> what are y'all doing, man? Yeah. Come on. You lose your troubled poor guy card. <laughs> Come on. Anybody uh, knows you don't empty it out. We I heard do people- not do food distribution on Tuesdays. We do food distribution on Thursdays. <laughs> That's when you get your sugar. <laughs> man, a little distribution on Thursday. We get, that's what you're going to do, man. Go get you some cereal down there at the food distribution. Oh, man, you guys are... Uh, let me just, Yeah, it's funny. No, it's the truth, man. Yeah, very truthful. You know, people, it's like, and I, I just, I don't know, uh, the, the, it's poor a badge, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to just spend a few minutes on this. Is the struggle a badge? I, I know a guy, and he makes up these stories about how his family struggled, right? Mm-hmm. So I meet. I gotta t- Holly. You gonna. You may know who I'm talking about. Joe so makes up these stories, and I, I and they they're fantastical, right? I remember one time me and Holly was hanging out back in the day, and Holly and I had done something that I don't even know how we got caught up in this, but it became national news, right? And me and Holly was driving to go somewhere, probably get a drink afterwards, right? And Holly looked over at me and said. He used a word I'd never use. He say, "Dude, do you understand how fantastical this is?" <laughs> you hear me? Remember Holly? Remember what I'm talking about? Mm. We were leaving the <laughs> we were leaving the Orange County Jail. Remember Holly? We were losing Orange County yeah. Jail. Yeah. Huh? We had just picked up a guy that we didn't know from Orange County Jail, and we were taking him home. Do you remember that situation? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh? And there were there, yeah. were there were 25 cameras awaiting his exit from the jail. And we had no idea what the hell we was doing. We was just sent to go get him. And so fantastical is a word, right? Yes. And a lot of times you don't talk about stuff you've done because it sounds so fantastical. Yeah. And people will be like, get out of here. That's fantastical, right? Yeah, that's what you see. So I know a guy. <laughs> who talks about these fantastical poor black guy stories, right? You know, you know, they were so poor that, you know, they, you know, I'm like, okay, look, a lot of people grew up disadvantaged. Yes. But I'm so tired of the poor stories. This dude told me one time that they were so poor, right, that he had to wear his brother's clothes. And his brother still wanted to wear the clothes. You know, when you grow out of something, didn't you pass it down, right? Yeah. 
And one day he wear the shirt to school. The next day the brother would wear the shirt to school, right? And one day he wear the pants. The brother, would, yeah. And so I saw a friend that knew him. I said, "Man, dude, how was it growing up with them, man?" He said they got ridiculed and laughed at. He said, "Man, ain't nobody laugh at them. <laughs> they mama drove them to school in a Cadillac every day." Hmm. I'm like, "Huh? No." He was like, "Man, yeah, man. They dad worked at the steel mill. They mama was a blah blah blah, and she dropped them mm-hmm. off in a Cadillac every day." Oh, wow. So we sitting out smoking one night, and I'm saying to myself, do I bust his ass out, or do I let him keep talking about how poor they were? And it came to me, why would he do that? Because he had nothing else to mm-hmm. identify. He thought he was identifying with other people. Because I was right there like, dude, your mama had a Cadillac. Why don't you stop lying to these people? Because one day he was like, yeah, man, we were so poor, man. My mama, we had pushed the shopping cart home, and uh, my mama had to take it back four blocks to take the shopping cart back. And one time they tried to charge her for stealing the shopping cart. And I'm saying to myself, damn, man, you should start a GoFundMe page. You know what I mean? Like, damn, you know what I mean? <laughs> At least get 100 bucks. Your mama been through it, right? Pay her back. And he lying, man. So, but but so, maybe they report one time and then acquired wealth. You know, let me right? just say something, Okay. There are people who use this to, to I try to identify with other people is my point, right? Mm-hmm. Man, we struggle. We struggle. But when he just said y'all's right, yeah. I can tell you right now, that dude from Florida saw a different America. Mm-hmm. Huh? Now he's sitting on the couch listening to some black guy. <laughs> won't he do it? Won't he will? Amen. <laughs> Turn Amen. to your neighbor say, won't he do it? Won't he will? He's sitting there listening <laughs> calling brothers yeah, and shouting us out, man. We appreciate you, brother, and Flow Realer, man. We love you, man. I love it when you drop us an open mic, man, because you have uh, really been inspired, and you're just you're just hollering at us, you know? Man, we got to come to Flow Realer one day. We need to go take our asses to Flow Realer. We got to go to the Panhandle, I think, Holly. Yeah, we do need to take that ride, do a yeah, bus trip. Yeah, we got to go to the Panhandle and just walk around. We got to wear Don Miller, Holly Holloman shirts. Because we just can't be two black guys walking around in Florilla. Facts. Unless he go with us. Mm. We go to Florilla with him and go to Bonifay, go to see our friend uh, Patty. Mm. Right? Patty? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we can stay at Patty's house. Patty, too, she said. Patty, we can stay at Patty's house. Patty can cook. We go to Panhandle, stay at Patty's house. She can cook some food. Mm. Huh? Yeah. I'm a little funny about that. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah. Right, what you fight about? Going to the house or cooking the food? What smells like all, almonds? All of the above. All of the above. All what of you say? No. You gonna stay at the Hampton Inn? Yeah, I'm gonna stay somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Breakfast yeah. or dinner at the Hampton Inn? Mm. Yeah, yeah, somewhere. But, so, no, I just, yeah. uh, I just thank you so much for real. The support has been amazing. Hey, real quick, guys. Um, something happened in Polk County, Florida, and uh, Osceola County, Florida, the other day. That has prompted me to give the parent of the, we only in February, but right now you, she's a parent of the year. Oh, wow. A okay. mother calls 911, calls the police. She's chastising her son, takes his phone, and finds some really damaging stuff on it. Let's listen to this to shoot and kill a student at Discovery Intermediate School in Osceola County. West Chief's Megan Milato joins us live now from the Sheriff's Office. And Megan, his own mother was the one who called law enforcement. 
Yeah, that's right. So according to the Osceola County Sheriff, the student's mom took his phone away after he apparently lied about the device being dead. That's when she found text messages he had sent about planning to shoot and kill another student at Discovery Intermediate. Mm. She starts going through his cell phone, which every parent has the right to do in this case because he's only 12 years old. And they, she discovers threats. Sheriff Marco Lopez says text okay, messages stop right on there. the student's phone so she checks his phone. He then went on the internet, Google, and pulled out a gun and put it on there, sent to his friend, like, this is what I'm going to use. Okay. His mama finds it. She called the police. That's a parent of the first three months of the year for me. She, she, That's mm. a Let's talk about her when we come back. Can we do that? Yeah. You listen to yeah, the Don Miller right Show. Thing. Yeah, you listen to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. While serving in Vietnam, a grenade took my ability to see. Today, I'm a sculptor. Now... My fingers are my eyes. I'm Michael Naranjo. As a veteran, I know the challenges of life can be great. In my art, turning a lump of clay into something beautiful, that is worth doing. Life is like that. We each must use what we can to make things better. DAV helps veterans like Michael get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. Now, I show others how they can create something with their own hands. I know it can do a lot of good. With support from DAV, more veterans can shape their lives into a thing of beauty. My victory is bringing beauty into the world. Michael Naranjo, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. My dad served in Vietnam, the 82nd Airborne Division. He never talked about it, and my mom knew not to ask. So dad buried himself in work and self-medicated and would lose his temper sometimes. Loud noises would put him on edge. It got rough. So I finally said to him, Dad, you got to get help. As a family member or friend, you may be the first to notice when a veteran you love has been going through changes. Things like withdrawing, drinking more, or increased anger could be a sign of a larger health concern, but help is available. Dad finally went to VA for one-on-one -on -one and group therapy and got some really great tools to help him manage things. And I got my dad back. Listen to hundreds of inspiring stories at maketheconnection.net and learn how you can support the veterans in your life. Treatment works. Recovery is possible. Girls and boys in poverty around the world are dreaming of a better life filled with dance, art, music, and knowledge. They dream of a brighter future with enough nutritious food to eat, a chance to learn and grow, to get an education, escape poverty, and do incredible things. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, such dreams are coming true. Together, we give children a chance to set their sights high and succeed in school and in life by ensuring that they have access to health care, education, life skills, and so much more so they can grow, thrive, and believe in themselves. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. Together, we can help end poverty for good. Hi, 
I'm Carson Kressley. Of all the most valuable resources in the world, kindness is the most precious. For more than 140 years, American Humane has been working to make the world a kinder place for animals. Rescuing those caught in disasters, protecting animals on our farms, on the silver screen, and the world's remarkable and endangered species who need our care to help them survive. All of us can make a difference by making humane choices at the supermarket, in our choice of entertainment, and by supporting conservation and rescue efforts. It's not hard at all. Make being kind a lifestyle choice and visit AmericanHumane.org for simple ways you can help build a more caring, compassionate, and humane world for animals and for all of us. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. I just hope I can explain what it's like to be a man. It's a lonely road. And they don't care about what you know. It's not about how you feel, but what you provide inside that home. Thank you so much, everybody. Welcome back to the Don Mill Show. That is Dax and Darius Rucker. That's a really good song. Bring that up a little bit, just a little bit. End up out of balance, compromising situations. As a good man, do what he should, man. Thank you so much. Wow. Florida Man Radio, Darius Rucker and Dax. Man, that's a good song, man. Thank you so much, everybody. Welcome back again uh, to the Don Mill Show starting March 4th. Right here, the Don Miller Show goes from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., followed by Shannon Burke at 2 p.m. Uh, to 6 p.m. right here on Florida Man Radio. That is a lineup kind of change, uh, but also the signal in Central Florida is 103.1 FM starting March 4th, 103.1 FM. Uh, Florida Man Radio is taking over a significantly uh, larger uh, broader conversation in the Central Florida area. So thanks, guys. Um, Holly. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to kind of go in a different direction. Uh, I was reading an article, dude. Did you see that Mexico City, they say by this summer, it's going to run out of water? Going to run out of water. Yeah, it's 22 million people. Listen to this. I want you to listen to this real quick. Lorena Cruz knows she's breaking the law every time she pulls water from this underground reservoir. She says it is a miracle this city tank has water, and without it, the whole neighborhood would suffer because they've got no running water for over a month. And the city, she says, still wants them to pay for the service. Lorena and her neighbors are not the only ones struggling to find water for their basic needs. All 21 million residents in Mexico City's metropolitan area are experiencing shortages in part because of a severe... Listen to this, guys. That's a city of 22 million. Wow. Right? That's that's a lot of people. They running out of water. They they said for a month. They had they running out of water. Twenty two million people. The density is frightening, right? That and that, that, that's twenty two million people in one city. Can you imagine how up close they are? Hmm. Picture wow. New York City without water. New York City ain't got twenty two million. 
right? That's yeah. like China, China <laughs> type of stuff. China, yeah. yeah, no. It, it, wow. It's, 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 and I don't, I'm amazed that the media is not covering this crisis more than they are, right? Or may, I don't know, man. Well, it's not, it's, it's not a United States thing right now. And right now we've got enough stuff going on where we can, we don't have to go outside the States. But guess what? Where you think they going to run to? Yeah, well, we know that. <laughs> huh? Where you think they we, run into? Yeah, we already know that. Okay. That's, that's what we, that's why we got the borders open now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's 22 million people in a city. I can uh, picture the caravans. Hmm? I can picture the caravans right now. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Uh, that's crazy, guys. So anyway, it is frightening uh, uh, what's happening here. Uh, Mexico City proper has got $9 million, but the region around it is that ends up, it's a lot of people, guys. The 2024 population is now estimated at 22,500,000. Ooh. That's a state. And they run it out of water. By the summer, there may be no water. What happens in that situation? I don't know. If you were an engineer or somebody's listening to this show, what have you even been like dispatched to a military crisis like the, you know before? Uh, let me ask you a question, guys. Have we ever seen anything to this magnitude? 22 million people running out of water? Not yeah, where do you where do you just go find some more water? I mean, what is how does that happen? I mean, do you? I mean, that should have been looked into way before now. I mean, it happens in other parts of the world, third world countries. So we yeah, but that that's yeah. usually after um, never with twenty two million people this close to us. Correct. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Never, disaster. never. This with, is in our backyard now. Never with twenty two million residents that this close to us, right? That's. Out of that 22 million, 19 million got a cousin in Chicago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody, and they got cousins mm -hmm. all over this country, and they're coming to see their families. Mi hermano. Huh? No, mm -hmm. that's real, Holly. They coming. You think, where do you think if they have to flee? They can't go nowhere else but to the United States. If they yeah. run out of water. They can't go nowhere else but to the United they, States. They go to South America. No, man. They, they No, not 22 million people. Not that many people. And... And it's to have and to have nots. You know, there's some really rich people there. Yeah. They got water product and a bunch of poor people. So if I was a really rich person in Mexico City, I'd be packing my grip, Holly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they coming yeah. to your house first. <laughs> yes, sir. They'll be running water hoses from you out your front yard. We all did something like that. I'd never forget. I had a friend. His water got cut off. He just hooked the hose up to my boy's house across, across next door. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that that's well, he, normal. He used to do that with the cable too. Remember? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, absolutely with the cable. <laughs> yeah, so, that was uh, a that was a normal. That's, that's just. I'm I'm shocked that I hadn't seen more of that story, but uh, you know, I think what what they want to get out there gets out there, and and yeah, I think we need to follow that a little bit more too to kind of figure out if it's going away or if it's something that's you know going to sneak up on us later on and be everybody be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Or it's just I'm trying to figure this out though. Twenty two million people in one city. Yeah, that's they're drinking a lot of water and flushing a lot of toilets too. You know, or the backup. Can an American city handle twenty two million people, even with our levels of infrastructure? And you know, Mexico ain't get, Mexico City ain't got that. You can you imagine what the pipes look like? 
backed up. Ooh. Well, I, I know there's a water issue. Uh, I know there's some serious. There's been serious water issues. Yeah, uh, the sewage <laughs> problem, right? And the sewage problem. This is what people don't understand. When you can't flush the toilet, there's a sewage problem that comes from this, which brings about a lot of disease. Yeah. When you go look at Haiti, uh, there was a lot of disease that came after the after the hurricane, right? Because of uh, of the sewage problem. So the sewage problem in a city with 22 million or even 5 million is going to create disease and destruction. That's a crisis. That's wow. a real crisis. Yeah, they're saying that there's a fierce debate right now whether the city will reach a day zero anytime soon. So when they say day zero, that means no, not even the rich going to have water. Well, I know. I think the rich going to get out of there before day zero. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, you know, it's just amazing how, what they tell us about and, and what's happening in the world. That To me, that's real important. Yeah. To me, that affects the border. <laughs> that's a border <laughs> crisis right there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, so what you just want to, you see this coming. So they see this coming. They see this 22 million people coming, or 5 million of the 22. We already got 10, right? Yeah. yeah. And nobody's saying nothing. Man, come on. Where's the legislation? We should be building a four-story wall. <laughs> no, for real. We should be building a four-story wall. Four now. stories. Yes. Okay. Because I am telling you right now, yeah, this is going to affect that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Because right now they just got razor wire. This is going to affect that. You know the caravans. You can you see them, Holly? I'm telling you, man. They're already started. I know, man. <laughs> it's like poof. So anyway, everybody pay attention because uh, that we can already see a major crisis uh, that, and they don't have the capability. Uh, to to do it for themselves, of course, that kind of still third wordish. Yeah, you know, that's still that's still third worldish. You go look outside of those little places mm. y'all been to, Acapulco and Cancun, and outside the resort. Yeah, yeah, that's still third worldish. I've been out. To, I've been to Mexico. You go down that hill, turn left, you'll be like, damn. They touch it. But them be all the people that I see at the job site. <laughs> huh? Them, them. That's why they leaving. <laughs> you follow me? Because they they, 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 there's a crisis coming. You know, those yeah. people are fleeing because of the conditions. We see Mexico, we go over there and be like, man, this place is so nice. Them people don't give a damn about that beach. They want to make a living. But the beach is yeah. nice. They though. don't care about that beach. Them, you think them, nice. people over, them people over there trying to eat. They, we go over there and lose our minds. That's why I never, I know, I know friends who go to third world countries on vacation and stuff. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to go somewhere and ride by the poorest people in the world on my way to live fabulous. That mm. kind of throws me off just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. You know, I'm like, mm. you know, you see people, you know, without houses on the road as you go to a luxury resort. I, yeah. So there's some places I just don't want to go. So, so, so handing out like, like a dollar here and there. You know, I just don't want to, you know, I don't mind you? doing that. I'm saying. There, I just don't want to like. I don't want to go to, I don't want to go to a third world country yeah. and snub my nose, because <laughs> that's pretty much. You go over there, them people struggling. You know they got their, they working for fifty cent a day, and you got them bring running, go ahead and get you more lemonade as you said on the beach. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Let's be clear, for real. You know, I don't know if that's okay with me. You know, I think people should be paid a fair wage, a living wage. I think if you pay the people here a living wage, you won't have to worry about them other people coming over here. I think there are a lot of factors that 
But, yeah, when you go on Mexico, they coming. I'm telling you, they coming. The water crisis is a real crisis. And a lot of people going to get sick, or they already getting sick. Yeah. And we don't know because, again, ain't nobody covering it. It's like all I can think of is the people in Flint, but this is like 50 times bigger. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And 50 times wow. more impactful. And, and, and how many people in Flint, right, how many people got sick that nobody talked about? Yeah. You follow me, Holly? How many yeah. people in Flint? They, 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 they talk about the lead, uh, children with lead poisoning. Uh, a lot of people got sick in Flint. Okay. Yeah. Now, you look at Flint, Michigan, right? That's nothing compared to this. Yeah. So I just want us to be vigilant. You know, and Flint, you can at least go to your cousin's house in Chicago if it get real bad. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and that's just, it ain't that far. But these people getting ready to trek to a better world for them. Well, it means we don't have to go too far to spend five hundred dollars to get fanned. You know, like it's, you know, like an emperor. Oh, see, mm-hmm. <laughs> wow! So, wow! You already oh. hired you somebody. Huh? I'm already. Yeah. I got some Damn. names. Hired him a Mexican some, already. Wow. <laughs> I got some names. Oh, that's terrible. He done hired him a Mexican. Like yeah, I already he, got. I got dibs. I got dibs on one. <laughs> if he drinks, that too. was horrible, man. That's mean. <laughs> Yeah. Get your boy, man. man. Gotta, uh, Get your boy, man. What's wrong with you? I'm here for you. No, you ain't. Not with that. Uh-uh, man. No, you ain't doing it. I don't want nobody fanning me. Come on. Oh, yeah. I got to calm this dude down. He's starting to act like me, Holly. Huh? Oh, <laughs> no, God. He's going to have somebody fan him. I yeah, ain't had it. With the leaf fan. With the leaf fan. Uh, really? Oh, yeah, well, you gonna have you yeah. couple, you're going to have a couple of Mexicans. No, and then my turn. <laughs> You can have a grape feeder. You know what I'm so saying? Give him grape. Yeah, is it? Yeah. That's, big ra- that's racist. And as a black it, man, you should racist. not. You should want to support these people. I am supporting That's him. coming into the country. I am supporting them. I got $500. <laughs> <laughs> is that your bid? <laughs> My bid, right? Oh, you bid. Oh, man. That'll be crazy, man. Can you imagine, that's though, these, that people start coming in and they just be selling them at the, at the, at the wall? Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Oh, doing like slavery days? You yeah, no, right. No, but right. It's, it's black, it's history. Not, it's, it's, black History Month. It's not slavery. It, no, no, it's not paid. They get paid. No, stop it. That's that's terrible. That's terrible. But uh, again, <laughs> you're getting paid. Ooh. Oh, you can tell the ones that haven't worked before. <laughs> not ever. Not ever. So, oh, gosh. I don't even funny. know. I should have thought about that before I brought that up with him in here. Cause he, yeah, yeah, but that's funny though. But he he, he giving a realistic answer though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, no, it. he's looking at it the way he looks at it. Yeah, I'm gonna hey, yeah. Stephen, uh, Did you hear that Joe Biden clip the other day about uh, they? Why do they keep getting Joe Biden with ice cream cones? Does he eat ice cream every day? Because if he does, I'm proud of him. Because I can't eat ice cream. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you got to be careful about that ice cream. So he's eating an ice cream cone, and they somebody throws some questions at him. I, I want to, maybe somebody can interpret what he said. Go ahead. Well, I hope by the, the beginning of the weekend. I mean, the end of the weekend. At least my, my, my national security advisor tells me that we're close. We're close. It's not done yet. My hope is by next Monday. He just said by the beginning of the weekend, by the end of the weekend, and next Monday. He's holding a delicious cone of ice cream. Holly, he said, I hope by the uh, beginning of the weekend. Oh, yeah, by the end of the weekend. Yeah. But my national security advisor says by next Monday. Would y'all stop randomly running up on this old man? Wait, so he went from a three-day gap to a seven-day gap. (laughs) 
That's uh, what are they doing, man? Let's stop, to man. They're, they're going to get said, him. Don't do him like that. I don't like it no more. I don't want, you know, don't put, don't turn the mic on. Okay. Uh, you see him scuffling across the floor. That's fine. But don't turn the mic on. We don't need to hear no more. Uh, <laughs> let's, check, <laughs> let's check out some open mic. This is Rick on Redneck Riviera. So when this programming change happens, are we still going to be able to hear you in the panhandle? Love y'all. Have a great day. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, you be able to hear us everywhere. Hell yeah. We, we, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or we going to run some cable down I-75 <laughs> I got to, to I-10 mm-hmm. and make that hang on the left and head on up there to y'all. We're going to run, run, run cable. And y'all just okay. got wherever you at. You got to come just to I-10 and just plug into the cable. So if you at Madison, okay, if you at any of those places, Fort Walton Beach, <laughs> if you at wow. any of those places, you're going to see this bright yellow uh, JVC broadcasting cable. So just run on up there mm-hmm. and plug in and get the Don Miller Show, followed by Shannon Burke on JVC Florida Man Radio. Go ahead, one more. What's up, Don Miller Show? We're talking about how we can take care of a city of 22 million with a water shortage. Man, we can't even give uh, Flint, Michigan uh, clean drinking water. And they only have a population of about 80,000. No way. Don't worry, guys. Trump's on his way. He's going to put the brakes on all this immigration crap. I say he closed the border to every single one of them. And the ones that are here, he sends them back. It'll be a hard job, but I think he's the man for the job. Love you guys. Great show. Ray Ray out. Ray Ray out. Getting hungry. Uh, Hold on. Go for it. How the Democrats are going to steer this water crisis in Mexico is, they can say that's why these people are coming to our country, because they're having a shortage of water in their country. But they've never addressed it in the last few years. Okay, go ahead. So, so the water crisis is real. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I don't know, guys. I, 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 I think I'm just living in this mindset of perpetual ridiculousness that I don't. I think everything's a setup now. Yeah. Everything. I'm. T- I walk around my car before I get in it now. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> people are like, why you walk around your? I'm just. I think everything's a setup now. Yeah. You know, I'm. I'm very like a mafia head. Yeah, man. I'm. Uh, you know. I have I had one of them little mirrors you kind of look under the car and use that too. I just <laughs> I just think everything's a setup because what I'm seeing and the way it's going down is like every week they I'm scared something else is scaring me, right? There's a, a recent measles outbreak uh, in a couple of places. Polk County, Florida just got his first case of measles. And I just don't I'm I'm back to hand bumping, guys. I just want y'all to know, back to hand bumping. No more shaking hands. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I don't mean no harm. I'm bumping hands. I Damn, we do a big hug after yeah, the show. Yeah, I guess yeah, that's out. Yeah, yeah. Then, I, then I met a guy the other day. You, you know, shake somebody's hand. And it's sweaty. He's hand sweat. Now I felt violated like a mother. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't shake somebody's hand if your hand sweaty. It's nasty. You got gummy hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nasty. Yeah, I'm hand bumping. I just don't know what's coming down the pipes, y'all. And, uh, look, I just want y'all to know uh, that, uh, only the paranoid survive. Yes. <laughs> you know, so I'm back to bumping, mm. none personal. I'm bump your hand. You know, I just don't know. I'm just nervous, dude. I'm looking at every week they scan us with something else. They just found the largest snake yesterday, the other day. Big as anaconda. 
pigs. They just had a four-legged pig with a nose on his back end or something. Mm-hmm. You know, what the hell is Jurassic, going on, man? Jurassic Park coming no, alive. No, man, yeah, pig. Got a rooter on his tutor. Yeah, had a pig with a nose on his ass. You know what I mean? Uh, mm. I'm like, he's like, well, breaking news. We found a pig with his nose <laughs> on his ass. Yeah, you probably gave him the shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, everybody's nose going to be on their ass directly. <laughs> yeah. You know That's what I'm saying? Holly, yeah. Holly, think about it. We yeah. don't know what, everything's got something in it now. You know? And I'm like, I don't, I'm, I'm not feeling it. I just want to be careful, man. I want to smell my food. <laughs> <laughs> What game Uh-oh. was it, what game was it where he rolled it. the dice and then everything came real? Uh, and then it was a rhino that ran through. I forgot it. You name. ever smell your food before you eat it, Holly? <laughs> uh, kind of, yeah, yeah. I guess I do. Yeah, I know people. I do. I smell yeah. my food. So do you do you dip to it or do you pick up the plate or do you do the chemistry smell where you just kind of wave your hand? That's gay. Oh, I'm asking wow. what chemistry smell is. When you standing over your food, waving your hand towards your face. It's uh, like you're prejudicial, man. Uh, <laughs> you waving your hand towards your face. You give it a gesture. Mm, Please, this no. Is, this is nice. Do you smell that? <laughs> Do you smell that? Anyway, no. I just oh, put, wow. I, I pick okay, up the plate and move it to me. If the plate's warm, I don't do it. I lean forward. Good but enough. I'm down. I'm at back at smelling my food, man. Because I had a friend who had a friend who wife poisoned him like 20 years ago, and she was putting something in his food, arsenic or something, and he wasn't smelling his food. But can you smell arsenic? That's the question. Uh, But no, whatever it was, what is it then, Stedman? Because you know everything about this kind of stuff. I don't know (laughs) about poisoning people. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't put Uh, me in that. What is it when it smells like almonds? Almonds? Yeah. If it smells like almonds, that's a poison. Yeah. 321 yeah. Help us out with that. Holly, what is yeah. it? They say smell. If it smells like I, almonds. Yeah, I know that smell, whatever they're talking about, but I don't remember what the... Cyanide? What the, is it arsenic? Cyanide. Like? Yeah, cyanide. She poisoned him with cyanide, oh, and uh, everybody was like, he should have been able to smell the almonds. You know, but, uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm smelling my food. He might have thought that was just a good smell to it. Hey, mm, that smells like almonds. Oh, she put a foot yeah. in it this time. Yeah. Yeah, she put a foot in it, all right. She showed it. Toenail polish and everything. Yeah. Oh, man, guys. Give us a call, 321-339-1055. We're excited about the move and the extension of the Don Mills Show. Uh, we hope you are as well. Uh, I want to hit this Hollywood because I want to continue this when we come out of this break. I don't know if you saw uh, what the C. We got to go to break, don't we, man? Yeah, we got time. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I, did you see what the CEO, uh, Gary Pil- Pilnick from Kellogg's? Gary Pilnick, man. Where did they get some of these CEOs from? So Gary Pilnick from Kellogg uh, was doing a business show, maybe on Fox, and he starts talking about that Kellogg's is pushing eating cereal for dinner uh, when you're going through some hard times. Listen to this, guys. Presented at Cagney. Uh, Gary, it's great to have you. Uh, big piece in the journal today, just looking at the share of income going to food and sort of exploring the idea that it's hard to find eras in which food prices actually retrench and stay down. Um, talk about what you said today at Cagney. Well, Carl, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. When we think about our consumer under pressure, there's things that we could do, but most importantly, what this category could do 
the cereal category has always been quite affordable and it tends to be a great destination when consumers are under pressure. So some of the things that we're doing is first messaging, we gotta reach the consumer where they are. So we're advertising about cereal for dinner. If you think about the cost of cereal for a family versus what they might otherwise do, <laughs> that's gonna be much more affordable. The other stop it, stop like it, stop it, stop it. I, try to hold it. I like breakfast for dinner. No, 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 no. Holly, that was cynical. <laughs> <laughs> That's the CEO well, of a major corporation, right? Telling people well, when they follow hard say, times. I can't. I mean, you know, I done ate cereal many times for dinner. You know, it's it's. A, I, can it's I ask a, you a question? On on the many times you've done so, because I'm sure mm -hmm. we all have, right? Mm -hmm. How many times did you have options? Da, na, na, uh, na, na. Yeah, well, I had options. I mean, huh? how many times did you have? Just that it, at that time, it was like the choice. It was like, okay. you know what? I'd like some cereal. I'd like some, <laughs> some. I'd like some. You want some cereal for dinner? That's dark. That's so dark. Uh, hey, look, we gonna run the break. Yeah. I don't know. So, so we gonna run the break. Yeah. I want to keep this conversation open. Three two one three three nine one zero five five. After this break, I've eaten cereal for dinner, but I had nothing else. So I'm just telling you right now, uh, nothing else. We're going to go to break. We'll be back in a moment. Contribute to the madness by clicking the open mic button in the free Florida Man Radio app. 23% of elites are not doing well under Joe Biden. They're elites. Shouldn't they be doing well? The elites, they're the ones that are taxing us, saying they can't pay us minimum wage so we can have a living. These are the people that are killing the middle and the bottom wage people. The elites who think government are doing a great job is because they're part of the government. You guys are dumb over there. Leave your open mic now with the Florida Man Radio app. Roxanne Watson is on a mission to have more people sign up as organ, eye, and tissue donors. What drives her? Roxanne received a heart transplant made possible by an organ donor. I decided that day to devote myself to signing up the most people in the United States. <laughs> That's my goal. Now she's a powerful force for good. What could you make possible as an organ, eye, and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. We are strong and we'll get through this together. But these are stressful times. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, and know that you are not alone. Visit wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Welcome back to the Don Miller Show. Holly Holloman over there. Holly Holloman! Yes, sir. They just give music right there, man. Good music. Uh, Running out of the gate, uh, trying to get our minds right for next Monday, March 4th, right here at Florida Man Radio. Don Miller Show jumps to two more hours, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., followed by my buddy Shannon Burke, of course. And in the morning, right here at Florida Man Radio, that dude, Bubba Loves Ones, will remain in his regular time slot. But let me just say something, guys. Um... There's some out here again, like the all them people, all them people who who boo booed in the bed last week when they couldn't use their phones, Holly. They panicked. Oh gosh. There's some out here worse than that, y'all. I'm telling oh, you right wow. now, there's some out here. Uh, they just had a cyber attack that nobody's covering. Listen to this one. Thousands of pharmacies are facing disruptions in fulfilling drug prescription orders. This comes nearly a week after a cyber attack breached technology systems at Change Healthcare. Many pharmacies use Change's digital network to verify insurance coverage, which is what's keeping customers from refilling their prescriptions. Hell no! Yeah. Now we got a problem. 
and mm. some of y'all ain't gonna get y'all medication. Holly, mm. ain't mm. no they worry you worry about your damn cell phone. Mm. Some of y'all ain't finna get y'all medication. Yeah, it, they said it's over more than a hundred related services. Not just that too, as well. <sighs> more than a hundred huh? related services. That's a problem, guys. Why I always got to come on here and tell y'all what the real problem is while y'all getting brought into the okie doke? Some of y'all well, ain't gonna get y'all medication. Have, yeah, I'm glad I don't have. I don't have to worry about no uh, medication or anything. But that that's kind of crazy, dude. Ain't heard nobody's talking about that. They hit the pharmaceutical network that allows you to go in and pay for your medication. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. There y'all go. Let somebody tell y'all what to look at. Yeah. Tell them, hey, look over here. Weapons of mass distraction are upon us. Look over here. This No, they just hit the pharmacy. So for y'all people who need medication. I'm telling you, there's a bunch of us on medication. The system has driven us to medication, right? Mm. Huh? And Don, didn't we hit this last week as well when everybody was thinking, oh, it, well, it's okay that you released this information and not. Now mm. they now that it's actually hitting some an integral part of the United States, yeah. Yeah? They, you know. No, no I'm telling you. releasing the information. Just now. now, again, they didn't hit the pharmaceutical drug business, right? For y'all who need some of these medications that I can't pronounce, right? Zithromax. If y'all need Vibrosin or Doxycycline, right? Cetroaxone. That's for gonorrhea. Uh, if y'all need mm. this. Yeah, that's an important drug right there. <laughs> wow. If y'all need Zithromax for chlamydia. Important. And this is just at the base. This is not a chronic condition. I ain't even get there yet. For these people who just got a chronic condition, who really need medication, and the cyber attacks are going at those boxes now. I'm telling you, we will not fight a war on the ground ever again in the history of this world. It will be cyber. And I don't know when, but I'm telling you, it will be cyber. I'm telling you last That's scary. week. I'm telling you last week, AT&T. Didn't make a mistake. <laughs> that was a trial run, guys. I'm telling you what I know. I feel like I got to go clean up some comments. I'm just telling you, man. Mm. I got to go. Holly, tell me if I'm wrong. I can't. I can't say you're not wrong. But it it no sounds problem. like the, the definitely the the next phase of of how we're going to get things done. You know, it's going to be cyber, guys. And when you go and attack a system, they didn't hit a drugstore chain. They hit a system that allows people. To pay for their medication. Because they can hit a drugstore chain and you can go to another drugstore chain. Yeah. Right? You can hit Walgreens, you head over to CVS and Publix and everybody, right? They yeah. hit this system that allows you to pay for this medication. So they hitting both sides of the issue. They hitting the person who sells the medication and the person who pays for the medication but the person who will get hit is the person that's standing on line to get what they need to live. Mm. We better be careful. And ain't nobody. Pay. It's just deranged me, guys, that we let these damn people with these damn cameras tell us what we should care about and where we should be looking, guys. We just had a cyber attack on the system that processes the payment 
for your medication. That's dangerous. That's a dangerous person. And let me just that. say, there's somebody out there saying, Don Miller, your propagandist black cock-eyed ass is just making this up as you go. And even if they say, stay with me, Stedman, well, the system's down at Walgreens. But what we can do, we can still sell you the medication because we have it. But it's $9,000 a pill. Because your insurance, we can't confirm. Mm. Stay with me. Mm-hmm. They got it. It's right there. I see it. It's on third shelf. It's the same bottle that I get every week. But you can't swipe my insurance, so it's $9,000 a pill. We got it. It's right here. But until we can confirm that Blue Cross and Blue Shield got you, it's $9,000 a pill. Once we confirm, it's $9 a month. We living in a society they give no dams about y'all. But we running up behind them. Be my friend, Mr. Candidate, for something. Be my friend, Miss Candidate, for something. Let's play some open mics. Yeah. Wow. What's up, Don Miller? Holly Holliman, Stedman, LP, Sparky352. So, cereal for dinner, huh? Uh, I'm lactose intolerant. That's not going to work. <laughs> I got a better idea. Instead of build back better, how about put this bitch back the way you found it? Stop messing around with the executive orders, you moron. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. This guy's got me mattered, and boy, you just don't even know. Great show, guys. Beedoo, beedoo. Beedoo, beedoo, my friend. Oh, wow. How y'all doing? This is Willie calling from beautiful Beverly Hills, Florida. But today, I'm calling y'all from Cut and Shoot, Texas. That's right. Cut and Shoot, Texas. Just wanted to say that uh, four hours of Don Miller, man, it's going to be some Don Miller overload. I don't know how to deal with that. Y'all have a good day. Regular milk ain't no good for you anyway. You need to be drinking almond milk, twice the calcium, and it's delicious. That'll get you back on your cereal game. Okay, Don, I'll put in my two cents from uh, Whiteville over here. This is Whitey. If you go on to uh, Kroger's app, you can look up how much a gallon of milk is, which is just under $3, EVT certified, and a 20-ounce package. Family-sized Cheerios is just under 5 bucks. Plus, they have digital coupons. Got to learn how to shop in today's Biden economics, my man. Beat-a-beat-a. Beat-a-beat-a. Right. <laughs> beat-a, beat-a. Hey, Don Miller. It's Richard from Crestview. Please, please, please come to the Panhandle. You'll be welcome with open arms. Hey, this is Panhandle Patty. You know you can come to my house, but if you're feeling funny, Holly, we have hotels all over the place. <laughs> but I do make a mean lasagna. And my husband <laughs> grill. Well, cook on a grill anyway. Shoot, yeah. I'll wear my Donald Trump shirt and we'll go to Big Town of Florella. How fun would that be? Beat a beat Hold on. Right there. Pause this. Pause it. Patty, I'm coming over to your house. I ain't thinking about Holly. Holly coming to you. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> we coming to your house. Hey, gang, it's Whitey again. I was raised by a single mother, so I even learned how to stretch a dollar. Unfortunately, my dad passed when I was a super little bitty kid. Anywho, the deals are out there. You just got to sit down and put in the effort to look for them. I don't condone what this man is saying, and I don't eat breakfast a whole lot for dinner, but I will do it if it's just late and I'm too lazy to fix up something. But 
I don't buy his crap unless it's on sale. He's got to give me something. You know, Whitey, <laughs> Whitey, thank you so much because uh, I, I totally agree with you, Whitey. So, you know, it's funny, though. It's just funny. You know, I, the whole pharmacy thing, getting back. Thanks, you guys, so much for the uh, – Patty, I'm coming over to your house. Holly, mm-hmm. come. Holly just trying to – we're going to swing by because I'm a, I know for a fact Patty got good food over there. Oh, you know she does. <laughs> come on, man. Patty sound like she can put it down. Um, I just want to say about the pharmacy thing, this is really important, guys, uh, for, for people who need medication consistently uh, with chronic conditions. Uh, hitting the pharmacy – through a cyber attack is more important to me than the cell phone hit. I'm just being honest with you, right? Yeah. We, you know, we just have become so driven and led by these devices. It's like these devices keep us alive. No, no, they're people who need their medication. And I encourage the government to figure out what just happened in this whole cell phone debacle. Uh, it wasn't no mistake because you didn't hit any of the giant chains that, mm. that sell the drugs. Okay, you didn't even hit the manufacturer that shipped the drugs. You hit the vehicle that allows people to pay for the drugs. And to me, that is blatantly cyber. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That's blatantly cyber. That's like, all right, we're going to show your ass you can't get your drugs. Go to this. Mm-hmm. And then they going to, you think they ain't going to say, look, uh, excuse me, on behalf of the corporation, ma'am, we got the pills. They right there. But they're $9,000 a pill. And that is what we have to fix. We should have fixed a long time ago the ability to purchase, medic, purchase medication at a real number. You know, some of these drug companies, man, and, and to bitch-ass, low-level, old-ass black man who I think is one of the most horrible people in the world, Jim Clyburn, who then took more money from pharmaceutical companies than anybody in that body. Dude, who you with, dog? Who are you with, Mr. Sir? Thanks. You done toted this dude over the finish line. He out here pimping you again. You got one of the poorest districts in America. And then you take millions of dollars, almost a million dollars from pharmaceutical companies. And your people can't get their medication for their sugar. Your people can't even. Not for their sugar. No, for real, man. Who he with? Stop listening to what they say. Go do some research. The Don Miller Show coming up two p. Coming up today, three p.m. Starting Monday, two p.m. The Shannon Burke Show, followed by Jesse Kelly in the morning. Bubble the Love Sponge for myself, Rosie Holly Holliman. Yes, sir. The Ashy Pastor and Stedman. Bye, bye, everybody. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY.